we all have a few extra minutes every hour to 90 minutes to get some extra movement to work our stress management techniques. And the reason why I know that is because if we take a look at the research on how long we spend on our technology devices, it's like hours. And so what I am proposing or inviting is, is that we really take a hard look at what busy truly means, because in my opinion, we all have moments during the course of the day that we can address that very important topic of personal health. host and Emily Kien. And before we start with today's show, please remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. Today, our special guest is Stacy Fritz, CEO of Fit to Order, a corporate wellness company that specializes in bringing wellness to fast-paced, time-limited work environments. We will be speaking about how to cultivate a culture of well-being in order to save lives and many. Welcome to the Mindset Zone, Stacy. Oh, thank you, Anna. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I really feel very blessed that uh, you asked me to be a guest on the show, and I'm very grateful. And uh, we met uh, in person several times in one speaking training uh, that we both participate, the, the Heroic Public Speaking, or HPS, because both of us do keynoting and uh, I think we are live learn uh, lifelong learners by nature, what I love. Uh, yes, we are. And what a <laughs> wonderful experience that has been for sure. And one of the things that I always admire you there, because even in the midst of winter, and this is in uh, um, Lumbersville, uh, New Jersey, so really it, the winter there is cold. And you still, before we start the sessions that were at 8, 8, 8 39 o'clock, you will be walking. You will be yes. doing your half an hour of walking there, uh, really walking your talk in terms of uh, wellness yes, and fitness. Yes, yes. Well, Anna, I, I'm really, thank you for noticing that. I very much do um, walk the walk, if you will. I, I just know that those long days are, we're going to be pretty challenging on the body. And so I try to forefront think, how can I fit in a little bit? And so I'm sure we're going to dive into that in a bit. But thanks for noticing that. I, I for sure. And it was really cold. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I found out on those days that there was these things to put in the gloves that I didn't knew that exist, <laughs> the warmers that we break and then uh, create. I didn't knew even that that existed. So oh, we wow. are always the learning. Hand the hand warmers, right? Yes. The hand warmers. I don't know that they help, though. We had a couple of really cold days, for sure. <laughs> and shows that I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona, so I'm not mm -hmm. really ready for that kind of things. I but know. But tell us, because one of the things you work with companies, organizations, and uh, people are so busy. And I yes. think now, post-COVID-19 uh, uh, world, uh, 
it's in, in, we are somehow coming back to a normal, the more normalcy, whatever is this new normal. But it seems that yeah. everybody's extra busy, uh, yes. extra running around, uh, not in a running around in a good way, but just trying to um, keep things running and taking care of the, the next fire that needs to be taken care of. So how do you help people that are so busy to be more healthy and to develop wellness habits? Oh, that's a great intro question, Anna. Um, so how do I help uh, folks that are busy kind of incorporate better habits during the course of their day? And as you touched on, that word busy is really kind of a, a, a buzzword for me. It kind of sends the hair up on my back because everybody can use that word, but that's not really a descriptor on how we're feeling. We're just, we're occupied with things, if you will. I promise you this, uh, we may all say that we're super busy, but when a an issue arises, a health issue, and we'll hope that it's a health issue that can be managed, then miraculously, we have all the time in the world to take care of it. It kind of brings us to a screeching halt. So here's my overarching philosophy is that if we can take time to incorporate or infuse things that I would call micro work breaks during the course of a very busy day and string them along. It doesn't feel like we are necessarily having to step away from our busy life. It's just we're infusing that piece in it. And I can promise you this, Anna, we all have a few extra minutes every hour to 90 minutes to get some extra movement to work our stress management techniques. And the reason why I know that is because if we take a look at the research on how long we spend on our technology devices, it's like hours. And so what I am proposing or inviting is, is that we really take a hard look at what busy truly means, because in my opinion, we all have moments during the course of the day that we can address that very important topic of personal health. And the reason why is because if you don't take care of it now, it will find you later on. In our house, we, we call it the little whisper when you have a little something that says, hey, this hurts or this, this might need to be taken a look at a little deeper. Those are whispers, right? And they're just little nudges. And then later on down the road, maybe that pain or that ache gets a little bit bigger. And that's kind of like a, a tone, right? And so we don't want to get to the place where we're shouting a health issue. And so I'm huge on the umbrella of prevention. Love it. And I'm the living proof uh, um, or the living lesson about that because I push my limits too much. And I was doing some exercise and wellness, but even like that, um, is exactly how you said in the beginning, when uh, you have a health scare that uh, absolutely yes. becomes the priority and you find the time, you really yes. find the time. Yes. And I love what you are saying here, because hopefully people don't need a big scare like me that was cancer to wake up. Um, yes. And I like what you are referring here. That is a mindset shift, really. Yes. Because I think if people think, oh, my gosh, I need to one hour to go to the gym. I don't have one hour to go to the gym. And that can be true. You don't. It's difficult sometimes because it's not just the hour in the gym. The commuting time can really right. be a two hour block. But you are speaking about here micro work breaks, yes. infusing it, that kind of practice in our day, in our day to day. Tell us yes. a little bit more about that. 
So uh, again, I love the the question. Um, let me let me say this first. So for our the your listeners, um, here's an unbelievable um, piece of information. We know based on the research that a one hour daily workout is not enough to undo the damaging effects of what I would call occupational sitting or chronic sitting, right? Long periods of time where there's no movement and we're in really bad posture positions. So it sounds like a really horrible piece of bad news, but we're not talking about today about going to the gym to investigate the six pack or the eight pack abs or losing weight. What we're talking about is habits that we can put into place that are going to take care of our overall well-being, our holistic well-being. I am extremely passionate, as you know, Anna, about the topic of cancer. I'm also extremely passionate about other chronic health issues. And the reason why is because, again, based on the research, we mostly have control, mostly. I don't want to be um, you know, saying that we, we have all the control, but the statistics are like 80% of our issues, our chronic health issues are directly related to our lifestyle behavior choices, meaning about 20% are connected to genetics, some wonkiness that went on, whatever it is. So those are pretty good stats that lead me to believe that if we made different daily choices, then uh, the improvement of health you know, that would be the byproduct. So if I've just shared with you that a one hour daily workout isn't enough to reduce the chronic effects of, of, of our habitual sitting and sedentary lifestyle, and I've just shared with you that we mostly have control over our health, what I am suggesting as these micro work breaks are for and promoting a very good holistic health and well-being. We cannot we, can, we can't compartmentalize the conversation any longer, especially since the pandemic. We need to be infusing our practices into our work and our home life. And I, I'm not a huge fan of the work-life balance because I think the word needs just to be balanced. We need to not segment healthy habits for at home or at work. We need to be doing them regularly because we want holistic well-being. I hope that answered the question for you. And give us an example, give an, okay. an example of these micro work breaks or micro sure. breaks for wellness to take the sure. work. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, a couple of really off the top of my head are would be to make sure that every 60 to 90 minutes, we want to disrupt long term sitting. So I'm not suggesting somebody and I lovingly call folks that sit at a desk all day long, the desk jockey, right? Be and but I'm not suggesting that you, you need to stop that job. What I'm suggesting is if you have a job that puts you in a chair for long periods of time, that you add in, whether it be a timer or, or some sort of prompt that gets you up out of that seat, maybe every 60 to 90 minutes to disrupt that long-term sitting. But it also goes the same thing for lots of folks. I get this is probably one of my number one questions is, what about the stand-up desk? And so the stand-up desk is great as long as you're going from standing to seated to seated to standing. What we're trying to disrupt is not moving at all. So if you have a stand-up desk and you're standing there for six, eight, six, seven hours, that's not good either. Uh, what I am suggesting is active movement. Whether you go take a quick walk, you go, you know, walk to, to go talk to the the coworker if you're working from home. Maybe you take a quick walk around the block. 
anything, add in some desk stretches. We just don't want to be sedentary in one position for long periods of time would be a, a first one. A second one, since we're spending so much time in front of the computer and technology, is minimally go ahead and invest in a great pair of blue light filter glasses. I just uh, recently read something that now our, our, our mainstream optometrists, you know, ophthalmologists are, are um, actually giving that as a, as a part of new glasses, you know, an upgrade. So if you are, you know, needing a new, new pair of glasses, they will actually put in that blue light filter. And that blue light filter is disrupting some of that, um, that light that is messing with our circadian rhythms, you know, and, and really putting a strain on the eyeballs. Um, would be a great second idea to do just on the immediate. Okay, so let, let's let's. Uh, I want to go a little bit deeper on sure. these both things because yes. the the idea. Okay, let's move every at least every hour, every ninety minutes to create some mm -hmm. movement, some activity, some change <clears throat> of rhythm. And for me, one thing this being very helpful, I have an. Um, the iWatch, the Apple Watch, yes, and the, uh, there's the tip, the three rings that people that have the watch are familiar with, and one of the rings is about at least have twelve, uh, um, twelve hours in the day that we do one minute of activity, and it prompts us to ten minutes to the hour. It says, okay, it's times to stand or time to, yes. and if we walk a little around wherever we are we get a point and then we see the, the circle. It's a gamification. So right. that kind of tools um, are, for me, is helpful to the reminder because otherwise we go in that craziness of the day-to-day -day and sometimes we forgot that. So I like to have that in my wrist that is a reminder. And there are so yeah. many like tools like this now that we have available, correct? Correct. Correct. Lots of them. And now you have to do is, you know, take a look at that app store. I like one that's called take a work break or take a desk break. It's not just the movement, Anna. It's also the ability to keep the body open. So some of those apps have lovely stretches in them. So it's not even if you really can't pull yourself away to go take a, you know, a five, 10 minute, you know, little walk. I'm not even saying you have to go fast. You know, maybe, maybe you stay at your desk, but you stand up and you engage in some um, stretches, particularly for the back body. And what I mean by that is the spine, you know, being able to round the spine, being able to extend the spine, you can find apps everywhere, you know, that will kind of give you that prompt. It doesn't have to be a lot. That's the cool part about it. So I think folks are like, I can't, you know, I can't do this during the workday. I don't want to get sweaty. Remember, with two different goals, two totally different goals. We're trying to, our tagline is actually move more and stress less. So <laughs> going back to your watch, there's actually a ring on there that does there's a breathe icon on yes. there that will actually allow you to do something similar similar as as it relates to stress so i don't think we are a a a culture of lack of technology and in fact i would argue we need to figure out ways to use this technology to our benefit but also we i don't need to think we necessarily need we need to engage more with more technology. I, I think that finding the bare minimum and then being able to tap into old school resources like your your feet and take a little walk, you know, yes. or being able to um, tap into the breath and being able to work on what we call diaphragmatic breathing and the expansion of lung, lung capacity. Because when we're sitting, the chin tucks down, the shoulders start to round. Now we're in a bad posture position and we're impeding that beautiful breath work. Never mind if the job is stressful, 
now we're holding the breath. Yeah. So I think I think my my mission is more about understanding healthy habit hacks is the way mm. I would describe them. Things, small little micro work habits that just take such little effort, but just go so far for holistic well-being. And you know, again, I'm I'm always happy to share those resources. But understanding that, just like Glinda the Good Witch, everything you have, you already or you have it inside, right? And so I think we've forgotten that we need to go get more. And in fact, I think we have a lot of what we already need. And that is, I think, why you, in your company, instead of developing an app, you develop or you have the, or you use one of the things, the tools that you use is the bands, the yes. the stretching bands that I love how you have it, that you have imprint on the band, uh, the, the routine, the exercises, the things that yes. people can do uh, with it. So it's a simple thing that people can fold it ev everywhere with them. It's not, uh, how do you say, light and easy to carry around. Yes. You don't need to memorize anything. You have uh, the, the directions there. And it's something uh, that you have a minute, you can do one minute exercise. That's right. That's so, right. That's right. And those bands uh, that you're referencing, Those are our signature resistance bands. So clearly the, the resistance band was, you know, not my idea, but what, what we developed at Fit to Order was a, a sequence of, we'll call them exercises, put in a way onto a resistance band. So like, as you mentioned, they have the pictures and it, it is specifically made for somebody that is busy because we're not saying take that band and go do your workout for 30 to 45 minutes. What we're saying is utilize the tool during the course of the workday, but make it work for you. And just, you said it beautifully, pick out one of those exercises. And when your little prompt goes off on your Apple, you know, on your, on your phone there, then you can go ahead and pick one of those exercises and use that as your work break. There is so many things to choose from. It doesn't have to be hours. It just has to be an understanding of, okay, I want to disrupt sitting. I want to keep the body really open. And I want to use um, tools that can connect with my breath, which is directly connected to that mindfulness, that keep me fluid and open during the course of the workday instead of compartmentalizing, I'm going to do this at work and I'm going to do this well-being thing at home, you know, because as you mentioned, the word busy keeps pop, pop, you know, popping up and you do need to make yourself a priority. You and I both commiserate on this topic. I think it is, I think it is health critical, especially now, especially now. Yeah. And, and goes back to for work and life and uh, but especially let's speak on the the uh, the work setting, because it's one of the areas that you you consult and you do a lot of work on. It's a lot about in order to instill these micro breaks for wellness yeah. uh, to um, uh, is you you really you have to work on the culture of well-being. Uh, yes, correct. So oh, it, yeah. it's, it's a mindset shift in how to do this, and then the company or the people that bring you in uh, and people that are listening. This is is a way uh, to embrace a new way of seeing wellness. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'd like to just expand on that a little yeah, bit, please. Anne, if that's okay. Oh um, yes. So again, this is a Stacy Fritz opinion, and I have been in the space for 
quite some time now. And my idea or my thought on wellness, wellness has historically been a part of a company's benefit plan. And I think I've told you the joke before. I always find it very interesting when I'm brought in and if we see wellness, employee health, employee engagement, employee well-being, it's typically down on the line item right around pet insurance. And I love my pets, but you know what? That speaks to where we are with this, right? So we're on the same line item as pet insurance. My thinking and the way I see moving forward post-pandemic is I think you're going to see well-being, corporate wellness move out of the benefit side of things and move into a company's strategic plan tied into their mission as and, and I am cheerleading for that wholeheartedly wholeheartedly because I don't believe that corporate wellness was working well prior to the pandemic and I really think we need to reframe it now post pandemic particularly because now remote is listed as a as a an official work location somehow we're going to have to figure this out and the reason why is because we know that employees are are a little bit driving the conversation if they don't like something they absolutely can leave right and so i think employers are going to have to take a laser focus on how not it's not just about retention it's also about acquiring the best talent for your team and it's also about it's the right thing to do we all can be a part of this conversation and where i believe the disconnect was prior is that if you have a company and the company's passionate about bringing corporate wellness or bringing any sort of wellness program to the to to their company you have to have employee buy-in so historically we use at fit to order the anecdotal information and participation rates and when we start to see those wane the numbers start to wane we start to get a you know more than concerned on average we see buy-in about at the 30 percent range Okay, well, where's the rest of the 70%? What's happening, right? So my thinking and my hope is that we will be able to create a culture of well-being where the employer has set the stage by preparing the work environment, wherever that is, and then also full-blown permission. So that's that communication. Being able to provide something and then not giving people, employees, the time or the psychological safety to buy in, I think that's our employer responsibility. That said, I don't think that the employer has the total responsibility to make it happen either. I think you need to be looking at the other side of it. Why aren't employees buying in? I think employees need to take that preparation and the permission and figure out how they need to participate in an in, a, in an employee sponsored wellness program you see what i'm saying so yeah. one's either lacking or the other one's lacking either yeah. we don't have employer buy-in or we don't have employee buy-in and there has to be both and uh, i think let let us focus on an uh, aspect here that i think is very important that you yeah. nail it very well you say that usually wellness programs in a company are under the benefits, and you even joke that with <laughs> pet insurance. Yes. And that you see the movement that instead of being a benefit, an extra, a bonus is exactly. part of the strate strategical planning. And yes. I love that that shift will happen in organizations will be amazing. And at the same time, the individual, the employee, also has to embrace, because I think in many ways, the, the wellness habits 
is, is seen by the individual so many times as when I have time, yes. then I will do that. Yes. Is that what I call the when then cycles? We get in yes. this when I finish this project, then I will have time to do this. When uh, I get the promotion, then we get in these vicious cycles that we keep delaying, 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 and never really. And then has to be that big scare for, oh my gosh, now I have to do it. Uh, so I, I think the individual has to see this not as a extra, but as part of their day-to-day, -day, as the companies from benefits to the strategical planning from the wellness, I think the individual, uh, the person itself, it, we have to see wellness in general is not the something that I will do when I have time, but something that I, how can I do this day-to-day -day as brushing my teeth yeah. uh, that I do without thinking is uh, effortless. Yeah, and I think the word, um, the way we describe it at our company is, is for whatever reason, it's a real struggle, not all, but a lot, for employees to self-identify with their personal well-being at work. And that's truly the mission that, you know, again, bringing, to the com bringing their voices into the conversation and say, look, not only is it something that we would like to have as a company as a whole, but it matters. It matters. But you have to, I, I think the employee has to take ownership and a self-identify, like not only am I set up for success, but now I have to lean into the conversation, right? I, I have to say, I have to raise my hand and say, this is super important. Now, my other, you know, I, again, I, I am the owner of Fit to Order, but I do do a lot of part-time um, patient advocacy with a nonprofit here in Maryland. Uh, the name of the company is Believe Big, and they are responsible for bridging the gap between conventional uh, clinical medicine and then also complementary and alternative um, medicine. Again, just to keep it brief, they're very big proponents on mistletoe therapy, which is widely used in Europe, and we're just bringing it to the conversation uh, in the past you know, 10 years or so really to the forefront, even though it's been around for forever. I'm sharing this with you because when I have the pleasure to work with somebody who is on this journey that they didn't sign up for, it's astounding to me how that this conversation comes full circle. I didn't know. I, I didn't make the time. And not that they're, it, 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 it's not a blame game. I just, I would love for the conversation to shift at work. Like, you don't want this. You don't want that path. And if you have mostly control over how can I support you and invite you to a conversation that we're going to make it happen together? We're going to collectively do this. Yeah. And I will argue that is that holistic perspective that you are always speaking. And this culture of wellness, this cultivating a culture of well-being and wellness that in your work you do for organizations has to go even beyond organizations. I think if in general we had a better culture of well-being, mm -hmm. even in school settings, so say <sighs> we could start in the schools that where we put the kids yes. sitting for hours and hours at the end, um, and uh, even in our day-to-day, -day because in in the health field, so many problems we know could be at least. Uh, uh, um, manage or uh, or decrease in a huge number with behavioral modification things, but we, 
but it's so difficult uh, to create that new habits. And a lot has to do with that systemic things. The culture mm. is like gear against it. And I think part of the overall um, solution is how can we change uh, the, 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 the way that we think about uh, exercise, the way we, we think about activity, the way we, we think about food, the way that we think about breaks uh, in a way that is healthier for everybody involved. Mm. Yeah, well, and you that is so well said, Anna. And it's funny that you asked that question because my question is always how can we create both employer and employee, how can we create a more life-giving environment for all of us? Remember, life-giving instead of life-pulling, right? So we're always, you started our conversation around the word busy. And I, and I would argue that the same pushback that I get into companies, they can't come off the line, that's gonna mess up product, you know, productivity, or, or they say they can't, they can't do that. And if you really understood the power of those little micro breaks to, to refocus, to refuel, to re-energize, my argument is really, you're kind of going against the grain because we know that productivity goes up when people are doing all the quote unquote things. We know that. We know that productivity goes down the longer we sit and stare at something. You know what I mean? So. I, I just, I struggle because it has historically been a challenging conversation. I'm re-inspired post-pandemic. I will say it's the first time in a very long time that I believe we're getting eyeballs and voices on this topic a little more, um, not intelligently, but more intensely, I'll say. People are starting to understand, particularly when it's coming full circle about the other dreaded words, mental health, which I don't love that term either. You know, this is again, mental, physical, social, emotional, it goes back to the whole person. Absolutely. And so we've, we've attached really negative words to that. What it, some, I heard somebody say the other day, I just really struggle with the, even the, the words behind something, it, it, it should be, it, it should be addressing a human being. We are we are not human doing. We're human being. Absolutely. And so to you know, so I, I a bit of my soapbox, but I am determined to spend the back half of my life really committed to addressing this in a different way. Hence the reason why I joined you at at that wonderful, um, amazing eight months with the HPSers and to really figure out how to get my voice not louder, but clearer. And how do we move this out of the gym conversation and exercise and really about how our ancestors moved and ate and breathed. We, we are, we are, we're running, we're running at full, you know, all cylinders, as they say, we're eating terrible food choices down to your example about school, the school settings, we got to get a hold of this nutrition issue. And then we've got to get a hold of getting ourselves out of the stress response and into a more, you know, how do we address this in a calmer, gentler fashion where people feel supported? And then finally, we don't even have to talk about exercise that's making us sweat and, you know, uncomfortable and whatnot. How do we move? How do we move? We were designed to move forward. We can't just sit there all day. 
So again, I, I look forward to what's going to happen because the more voices in the room and the more eyeballs on this, oh my goodness, I just know that we can make a huge shift. Absolutely. And that I think is one of the secrets of tapping into our uh, fullest potential because mm -hmm. we keep running on fumes and yeah. don't realizing that if we take care of ourselves as human beings and the individually, the group, everything, we can uh, achieve much, much more amazing stuff for everybody. Amen. Amen. So where people can learn more mm. about you and your work? Thank you, Anna. Well, you can find me and my team. We are fit to order. It's F-I-T the number two, and then the word order, O-R-D-E-R dot -E com. Wonderful. And I bet that people also can find you on LinkedIn. Yes, ma'am. LinkedIn, I'm there as Stacey Fritz, or you can find me at Fit to Order, and that's across all social. Um, I, I am happy to respond to any questions, even a conversation. And, and Anna, to your point, you know, like I said, the more we have thoughtful conversations like the ones that you present, I do think that the ripple effect of well-being, it is starting to catch on and it'll be folks like us that, you know, really push, push people forward and upward is, is really what I'm hoping to elevate health. And if you are listening to this, sitting down, just get up, stretch, like yawning, just yes. move a moment. And that is the beginning of something that can help you be more healthy. So wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Stacey. Anna, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing and chatting with you again very, very soon. You're doing great work. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world. Thank you.